0: And a warm welcome to the Offside Rule WSL edition with you for another week. Don't forget there's a season's break coming up very, very soon in the WSL. So please catch us, absorb us, mull over us, listen to us while you can. It's me, Kate Borsay in the hot seat and joining me
1: up front, it's... Yes, it's me, Lindsay Hooper, a December disclosure that I have that annual cold that's come round. I have it every single year. And I think Rath has kept a distance on purpose. I've just revealed who our guest is for the day, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so hello to everyone. Welcome on to the show. Yeah, we um, should also say what the week has had in store. Well,
0: yes, this week Arsenal remained top of the table after Chelsea came from behind to beat Manchester City.
1: And Sam Kerr tops the Guardian and the Offside Rules top 100 footballers list. We are going to run through that and also talk about the team that has signed Sam Kerr because we've got the right person to do just that. Claire Rafferty is with us in the studio. RAF uh, of course, former West Ham, former England, but now as well on the board of directors for Lewis FC. Yeah, I mean, there's not, not a
2: great deal of spare time I have these days, actually. <laughs> yeah, just been announced today. Being a non-exec member of the board, I'm really looking forward to to joining a club that has is fighting for pay parity and equality. So they've got
0: such great ambitions. Just tell us about what your role involves. So it's a non-executive
2: director, yeah, non-exec. So obviously, it doesn't affect my job at Chelsea or anything. Uh, It's just bringing another voice to the table, uh, and and just bringing my experiences and and sharing, you know, what I think can can be done a little bit better, what I think might might need changing, and. And yeah, just, just kind of being a little bit of diversity in, in voices and opinions.
1: Uh, people wanted to point out as well that I am in the same studio as you today because for quite a yeah, few times... Yeah, you know what, I've not seen never- you in such
2: a long time actually. We didn't cross paths. Only I at Chelsea. Th- I'm starting to think that you didn't exist.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I'm here. I exist. Um, <laughs> we did mention Sam Kerr there at the top, and you're at Chelsea, former Chelsea player as well. What did you think of our top 100? The top 10 in particular. So Sam Kerr came out on top, number one. And mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of Chelsea players in the top 100 that was put together. Um, in there as well from the WSL in the top 10, people will recognise names like Vivian Miedema um,
2: and of course Lucy Bronze before she went to Lyon as well. In at number two. Fantastic lists. Uh, imagine all them in one team. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know who would start up front, actually, over uh, all uh, of them. All of them. I'll to just chuck them. them all. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of them played in, in this year's World Cup. So they had some fantastic experiences there and they got to showcase what they can do. Normally it's a bit of a popularity contest, but um, the, this top 100 that the Guardian did, is, uh, we were talking about before about the, the, the variety of judges. Mm. And it's quite difficult to give you opinion when you don't see a lot of these players. But I mean, I trust... I trust the judges that these, these 90, are the, yeah. 94 was it?
0: 93 people's a lot isn't it? yeah um, and it wasn't just The Guardian it was The Offside Rule as well this is oh the, here we go yeah oh. yeah so so oh. this is our top 100 we started <laughs> doing it uh, four years ago I think Rich Laverty it's his uh, brains behind the operation and it takes months to put this together and you can imagine trying to communicate yeah. with 93 judges is enough mm. let alone the judges who didn't then get involved
1: yeah I think you're going to have a top 100 of any sort there will yeah. always be people that say no it should have been in this order yeah. I think what you can give it here is it's got the credibility yeah, of the credibility, 93 judges yeah, people that have worked in the game or played yeah. in the game um, and from all over the world as well so we're not ignoring yeah. any sectors so I think that's good I am going to point out though because we've got a defender in that you know you do look at the you top 10 you, the you defenders very... just really don't get the audits
2: no. do you like, um, but Lucy Bronze, she's she's more kind of famous for her attacking prowess, isn't she? Yes. Not to say that she's not a good defender, but she's so dominant driving forward that it is rare to see defenders up there, but you know, the likes of goalkeepers, uh Sari Van and, and Christine Endler, they're they're all in the yeah. top thirty, so it's great.
1: It is a universal thing as well. We do it whatever the, the sport, it's often the the scorers that get the glory yeah. or the yeah. people that are very, very creative. Um, having said that, we'll come on to the goal that we've seen over the weekend. But, you know, defending is an art form. We know that. that that's it an is. important skill. <laughs> Here's one for you. Guess which WSL club has the most
0: players in the offside rule and the Guardian Sports Top 100. Which one do you think, Raf?
1: I would go Chelsea. I be- yeah. oh, sorry, I just said Make you went Raf and then I,
2: I spoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, <called> <laughs> Um I'd probably go Chelsea. Arsenal, yes, it is. Yeah. It's,
0: it is Chelsea with seven plus Kerr on seven, top wow. of course. Now, oh yeah, Arsenal five, City three. But um, Arsenal players feature more than any other in the top sort of thirty yeah. to twenty. So as
1: many as Leon.
0: As in WSL club clubs, uh, Leon, Leon must have all
2: their players. Leon, that?
0: Leon have got just to paint the picture. Leon have got one, two, three, four, five in the top ten oh, alone. Yeah. So there we go. Um, but it's a great celebration of achievements during the year, and of course the brilliant skill on display in the women's game. So well done to Rich Laverty and the, the
1: Guardian Sport for their support on that one. Well, let's get into the weekend action next. This is the Offside Rule WSL edition from Muddy Knees Media.
0: Well, it was Chelsea 2, Man City 1. Chelsea scoring twice in three second-half minutes to come from behind to beat Manchester City. As it comes to G, thinks about a shot from distance, and it's saved. but on the rebound, it's
3: England, who sticks it away, and Chelsea are level. First-time ball, loops up in the air, Robots under pressure, England might get on the rebound, and it's into the back of the net. I think it's Mielder, he's got the final touch on that, it was fizzed in by England and Mielda has poked it in. Chelsea are in front now. Manchester City women are beaten for only the second time this season.
0: That's after Caroline Weir put the visitors in front. It was then over to Beth England to head in a rebound and get unbeaten Chelsea back into the tie. It was Beth England again who then set up Maren Mielder for the winner in front of nearly 3,500 fans. Uh, We're going to go to you first on this one, Raf. You were there. Um, I think it was a sellout crowd as well, was it?
2: Yeah, the atmosphere was really great, actually. Obviously, Man City, Chelsea has always been quite a Grudge match. Um, I mean, and he were talking before about we hadn't realised we hadn't actually beaten them since 2014 yes. in the WSL. We yeah, beat them in, in the FA stat, Cup, yeah. um, And even walking into it, like you could kind of sense that in the crowd a little bit, a little bit of apprehension. Um, and then we were the, we were stood next to the City fans actually, who are really oh. quite loud and quite funny with some of their chants. So <laughs> <Were> <laughs> I, won't they... re- I won't repeat half okay. of them.
0: <laughs> were they giving you a, a little bit? Yes. Of stick, though? Yes. They, they always do. It's goes. like it, it was.
2: It was all you know, tongue and cheek but you know it's that it's kind of testament to the competition between the two teams. Yeah.
0: How did you rate the performances?
2: I was disappointed in the first half that Chelsea didn't capitalize because mm. I I was kind of hoping that they weren't going to have to pay for not being clinical enough. Man City, they obviously scored not so much against the run of play in the second half, but you could see them kind of growing into the game. Lauren Hemp was getting on the ball a lot more. um, And when she does that, she's so dangerous. That was their biggest threat, really. And then they scored and and then Chelsea kind of bounced back. Luckily, because if they hadn't, that would have been kind of a really kicking teeth because they were the better team.
0: Yeah. And Lindsay, Beth England um, has been so crucial but perhaps not enough credit to her within that Chelsea side this season.
1: No, I don't think so. I, we have mentioned her quite a few times and and you read articles and she is she is mentioned, but I think if other players were doing what she's doing every week at the moment they'd be I talked think, about as top 5 I think in the you world. you've in that in
2: women's football there's so much faith, like, favoritism almost and and popularity. If she, if if not that her face doesn't fit, but if she'd have been brought in for lots of money, we would have been raving about her. Yeah. But I think because she's kind of grown into the team and and you know Caved their way, being at Liverpool. I just don't really feel like she gets the the, also, the right credit. Really, yeah, set up as well. Yeah, now. she's been doing mm. fantastic. Is it well. just
0: because she's sort of new on the scene when you pitch her against some of the other Chelsea players? Maybe,
2: maybe, maybe because internationally she doesn't have the same reputation. You yes, she is playing for England now, but it might take a you know a couple of more years, maybe a little bit more consistency. Um, if she continues the way she's, she's going on we should, That is she should true be.
1: because I think the women's game is still skewed in the country before club yeah. direction mm-hmm. rather than club before country. Mm-hmm. I mean club football she's yeah. done brilliantly. She scored crucial goals as well. We saw her score that absolute blinder yeah. at Stamford Bridge mm-hmm. against Spurs at the start of the season and those single goals that mean three points or not three points and, and again individual talent as well because I know it's a team game but Beth England really can yeah. turn the game on its head I, I was actually about to say that the the very
0: same thing. She becomes so useful, doesn't she, when she's not just a goal scorer, yeah. but, but she's a match turner. And that for her will make her invaluable yeah. to Emma Hayes, who I know from seeing at one of the England games, thinks so much of Beth England. Yeah. She really, really does. So I would expect more great things from her. Raph, what about City? Um, they were in control for most of the first half, as you sort of
2: alluded to earlier. Why couldn't they hang on? What was up there? I just feel like they're missing something this season they don't whether it's you know a certain player that they need or, or maybe some new faces being brought in there just seems to be there's not an ability to dominate in the way that they used to I feel like they've lost a little bit of their fear factor they're still a fantastic team they still manage to, to you know win games and they're doing very well and they're going to keep pushing the uh, the top 2 but I just don't know if they've got enough.
1: Do you think this, they need like a G? I don't even Yeah, a, I don't
2: even know really what it is because they've got great midfielders. You know, they, they, they do have like, great midfielders
1: and, and a lot of their play goes through midfield. Yeah. So you'd think, well, it, it's not yeah. exactly that, but there's maybe a lack of experience in that midfield. Yeah. Apart from Jill Scott. And I, I just
2: found like, yeah, they needed to be a little bit more aggressive. They used to be very aggressive, You know very, mm. very high, high energy pressing. And I just felt some of the tackles that were being made were just a little bit limp. Um, and that was a difference in the end chelsea kind of picked up and was a I little t- bit more aggressive i don't know
1: whether i i don't know whether i'm right on this but one of the things that i thought i'd noticed was that the midfield they they're very good i feel that they're protecting the defense a lot more than they used to yeah i, I, I wonder that
2: whether that signals that Man City's been defense isn't there's been as a lot good. of changes in, in the back line for for city over the last of season really, is not being consistent, so that probably is an issue mm-hmm. for them. Um, they're
0: just they are lacking a bit of class and I say that with the greatest respect. Yeah. But when you look at them versus Chelsea, and even if you look at the number of Chelsea players within the women's top one hundred, as we've alluded to, they, they 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 are missing those players who can turn a game, who are responsible for individual moments of brilliance, yeah. whether that's G yeah. for Chelsea, whether 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 we add mm-hmm. Beth England into this conversation as well. Do you think then both of you that that city are going to slip away from the from the title chase? How do you see it going?
1: I don't think you can say that at the moment because there's only that point between mm. Chelsea and City, so I think there's still a long way to go.
2: Yeah, I saw I, I watched them against uh, United in the I think it was in the cup and they lost. That was the first time I thought, oh, they just there's something not. They need they, as you say before, they need that that Something spark like somewhere. Right.
1: Yeah. The thing that I would identify in comparison to Chelsea and Arsenal is Arsenal and Chelsea both can score from pretty much, a, you know, midfield yeah. up front. There's a lot of avenues for them to get goals. And one of the noteworthy stats from this match yeah. was that Chelsea had ten shots on target,
2: and City just had three. Yeah. So you're thinking but that you're clinical still, aren't they? That's the yeah. thing. That's why they, they you know they still get wins because they don't need a lot of chances to score. But because they're not creating enough. Mm.
1: On next to Reading against Arsenal then, and we'll talk about the team at the top because they were 3-0 winners, Arsenal, away at Reading. Um, and after the highest ever scoreline that we talked about in the WSL last week, Arsenal came up against a Reading side, mindful of not letting the North Londoners uh, take uh, too much control in that department. But it worked to some extent, not completely. It was a very scrappy affair in places. It did finish 3-0 and another two for Miedema after scoring so many last week.
2: Ball, that is van der Donk. Miedema. Four. So, Raf, there was
1: the 11 goals from Arsenal
2: last yeah. week.
1: This week, only three. I think only. that's to be expected, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. That that there's definitely going to be an aware awareness of
2: that. I do I do enjoy watching Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have admired the way they play. That there's such technicians in the team. That that goal, whether the combination was was probably one of the best I've seen for a long time. The little goal. Yeah. Mead pulls it all the way back for Little Williamson. Little. Knobs, here's Kim Little. Oh, how about that? That is remarkable from Arsenal. Big the little goal. goal, yeah. The big goal from Kim Little. And I, that, that's what they do so well when they get it right. Um, and something for them has clicked. They're, they're, da- they're dangerous uh, when they're in this kind of form. And yeah, it's been kind of... Obviously, they won last season, didn't they? They won title, so it's... It's not a surprise to see them doing so well, but they've they've improved a lot still, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because of the, you know, testament to all the other teams pushing them.
0: Miedemar as well in fine form. In fact, Arsenal's Twitter feed says all of Vivian Miedemar's last nine goals have been scored with her right foot. And I love the hashtag feed the Viv. We mentioned that last week as well, <laughs> didn't we? But Daniela van der Dunk's pinpoint precision yeah. uh, providing for the second goal from Miedemar. Again, another another lovely one-touch finish from her. And as you say, um, Viv, I was about to call <laughs> you Raph. <laughs> Change
2: my name. Uh, <laughs> I quite like Viv, do you? Yeah, not know. Don't I?
0: and as you say Raf it's that level of technical excellence it's mm-hmm. the stuff that you sit back and go wow yeah. clean precise skillful L- like this
2: i'm so glad to see this coming through in these games now like it's it's a joy to watch and you know in the past some of the games haven't been high quality mm. and now knowing that you know more likely or not a lot of the games are going to be really high quality makes you want to go and that's mm. go and watch them and that's where we need to be at that, that goal from Kim little you need moments
1: like that it yeah. goes viral people are engaging exactly. already on the way here to record this I was having a bit of a debate about it on I Twitter why thing. what were you saying so well um a, a couple of people commented and rightly so and you're the person yeah. uh, as a defender to talk oh, about, about this the defend- about the defending, defending yeah. for that goal yeah it wasn't the best, yeah. It wasn't the best. And I I feel that that passage of play,
2: the Mm build-up, which was so beautiful, it bamboozled Redding. Yeah. Sometimes, look, you can't, as, as as a defender, you have to credit someone's movement. You you don't. You're not even aware of the subtle movement that that the Arsenal players were giving to kind of throw the um, the Reading defenders off. It's Just one little step in one direction mm. can throw your your whole body shape off. So, um, how, I think how on this, actually do you keep focus for those sorts of moves? Because you you would have had that against you when what, you were playing. Well, you at know Chelsea? what? When um, at, at Chelsea, when we used to be in training, that was when you'd really see it because you're playing up against you know G, Fran yeah. everyone and Ramona like kind of bouncing it off. The my thing would be actually stay in your shape don't get, don't don't get drawn watch. out because as yeah. soon as you go and you get done by a drop shoulder or a dummy mm-hmm. then they've won so it's best to just almost keep compact you know mm-hmm. stay tight and almost wish wish for the best <laughs> hope for the best <laughs>
1: We are pleased it was scored,
2: though. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, goal. it was
1: a
0: brilliant moment. Um, it was perhaps a better start from Reading, though, in that game until Arsenal sort of came back into it. Farrah, Farrah Williams could have scored, and there's been a bit of discussion about whether Reading are missing a striker, whether there's too much reliance on you know Farrah and some of the other players there, um, or, or rather not enough players there really able to score goals. What do you think about that, Raff? Is there something yeah. lacking there for them to look at
2: all season? I thought I thought that they, they um, you know, we talk about Man City. Almost lacking a bit of a spark, but Reading are—they've got the surprise I, I think the same in Liverpool actually. They've got very good players. Yeah, they do. I just don't know why it's not clicking. So, yeah, as you said, overrelying on on likes of Williams, who will just keep scoring mm. for you because she's she's still that good, machine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even—is it a striker? Do they need like someone who's going to hold the ball up a little bit better? Do they? Yeah, do they maybe. actually need to? maybe think about how to use their players better yeah you know you've got some fantastic players
0: you do but I wonder I mean Reading are set-piece specialists and they really rely on that and fair play to them because they make a good job of it but you know perhaps um, perhaps something to think about there Um, Arsenal um, by the way bit of news from them Joe Montemuro won't be in the dugout uh, for the upcoming games against London Bees and Everton he's going to return to Australia for personal reasons Um, the team will be led by Leanne Hall and Aaron Dantino
3: You're listening to The Offside Rule, WSL Edition, from Muddy Knees Media.
0: Next up, Manchester United, Everton in front of 1,805 people, a good attendance. Uh, It wasn't the ideal start, though, for United when Mary Epps punched a corner ball into her own net on two minutes. But as has been the case several times this season, up pops Lauren James to the rescue, on hand to get the host back in the tie. She equalised from close range, drew the foul that earned the spot kick, then which Katie Zellum scored, uh, and got a second from 20 yards to seal a 3-1 victory for Manchester United how important then is a player like Lauren James to Casey Stoney she's on five goals for the season already so far raf
2: lauren james has been pivotal for them uh, this season she, she's been you know a player that's been a, well known you know in, in the youth because of the potential that she has and it's i've really enjoyed watching them actually and i think it's the team that give her um, that self-belief and confidence and she's very nonchalant as well with with how she conducts herself it doesn't really look like she's trying that hard um, <laughs> that's the mark and it's of a, a bit good like, player though a little bit it? like Medima very you know chilled yeah. doesn't really kind of get too you know overexcited very, very calm for such a young individual as well so yeah, she's, she's going to be one hell of a player, I think.
1: It's going to be difficult because Manchester United, they're sort of the best of the rest at the moment. Yeah. Um, but there is a quite a points difference between them and the top three. Could you see any of those bigger sides, if that's what we're going to call them at the moment, coming in for her?
2: Yeah. I'd like to think that Man United probably have enough clout to keep her, mm. being such a big club. Um, also, Case is working with her yeah, very so closely. Like it, you do play for the managers, yeah. And Casey is a, is a great manager and a great job for them. Um, she'll be, you know, behind the scenes, probably investing a lot of time in, in individually in a lot of these players. So, it's whether she goes to a bigger club and maybe gets a little bit lost and doesn't get as much exposure, or she stays at um, United. I am not saying bigger clubs because Man United is, is, you know, in men's terms bigger than all, but. Yeah, I, I think she should stay, and I think they, they'll they'll keep her for sure.
1: Okay,
0: Mary Earps, Lindsay, she's a good goalkeeper, no doubt about that one. But can she be a bit rash sometimes?
1: Yeah, and I think this was a great example very early on in this match I, I think she's brilliant she's a great character to have in the dressing room and she has proven in the in the last 12 months I think especially that move that she made back from Germany to the WSL this has been a great opportunity for her at Manchester United to really cement her place but she has those hot-headed moments and I do wonder whether there's a, a part of her that just needs to work on that discipline of knowing, you know, if, you, if you're going to go and punch for a corner these are the things that they're going to be working on working on in training you don't really want to be seeing this and of course it puts you under pressure yeah. straight away so yeah. early. as a
2: goalkeeper you can do 99 things right and you do that one thing wrong and, and you know you're, you, can, you could have cost your, your team so it's a lot about concentration you know we talk about goalkeepers maturity I think that comes into play She's still relatively young how old is she actually? I can't remember. She is pretty young. Yeah.
1: Only just over... She's 26, apparently. Oh, um,
2: 26. Phil
1: Neville was
0: at this game, Lioness's manager, and actually, you know, the number two position, I suppose, um, for England, um, or even the number one position, if you consider that Karen Bardsley has been out injured, um, one to play for, but we saw a great performance from Ellie Roebuck, although City didn't oh, she was win. She She yeah, made some she was great saves. <laughs> so when you look at Roebuck versus yeah. Ups, who's in the lead for you at the moment?
2: For me, Raf? it'd be Roebuck. Okay. I think against Chelsea yesterday, she was superb. Me and Annie were actually talking about giving her the, the woman of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, I think Beth kind of stole the show. <laughs> but she, yeah, she kept them in the game. The only thing with goalkeepers, you know, is it's about height and size, isn't it, sometimes? Mm-hmm. And you they're things that you can't change. So I think that's one thing that KB has over... You know, all the other goalkeepers are stature.
1: Mm -hmm. On to Bristol versus Birmingham. And this was a a lowest attendance of the weekend with 404. Uh, But I did want to point out that's probably only because Everton were playing away this weekend actually, because they have been having the lowest attendances and, and Bristol do relatively well most of the time
0: Can we give a shout out because I think our producer Abby has got these attendances from WSL Attendances it's a Twitter feed and it's really damn useful really? thank you so much for this I've been wanting this all season this. I haven't got the discipline mm. to keep it up myself <laughs> uh, but thank you very much to that Twitter feed who has been uh, who's been informing us with all
1: our attendances So a third defeat in a row for Bristol City who hosted a Birmingham side also desperate for points a goal in each half for the visitors that the final score, 2-0 to Birmingham. Um, and Kate, you can talk us through this one because I believe that you were across it. Yeah, well, it was a lovely finish
0: into the top corner from Birmingham's Lucy Whip for just five minutes. So they set the agenda uh, straight from the off. Birmingham second the result of a really quite awful error actually from Bristol's keeper Sophie Bagley. Unusual for her. Abby Grant's effort from the edge of the box slid through the arms of the Bristol goalie. Um, Abby Grant I thought very good on excellent form. She had a goal disallowed for offside early on. She hit the crossbar not long after and finally um, her goal in the second half. So a good performance here from Birmingham. A much needed win as well.
1: Well for more on this result let's speak with one of Birmingham City's players Lucy Stanifor. <laughs> Lucy, welcome along. Congratulations
0: on the win. What was the atmosphere like in the dressing room afterwards?
3: Yeah, I mean, it was one that was pretty happy. Obviously, wins have been hard to come by. So, yeah, I think mm. we were just relieved and happy and, and pleased that we played well as well. So, yeah, there must
1: have been a, a lot of hard work that's gone into that performance uh, behind the scenes. Uh, exactly what is it that you've been trying to tweak to, to get that that win, that valuable win that you needed?
3: I think we've sort of looked at being a bit more strong through the center of the team and perhaps being a little more a little bit more structured in that sense. And yeah, I guess I guess we've got quality. It's just sort of getting the quality on the pitch and getting Rachel Williams back firing and I think the biggest thing for us at the moment is having belief and a bit of confidence in the players that we've brought in. I think uh, it's taken a bit of time, but I feel like we're getting to a point now where those players are feeling a bit more confident and a bit more, I, get, I don't know, sort of established in the team as, as such.
1: We we had your former manager, Mark Skinner, in the studio last week with, with Bass and he was oh, right. talking about Birmingham um, and the young players that have been coming through. I, I wondered from your point of view, because you'll be seen as the experienced one or one of them, wouldn't you at the moment? Is
3: there a bit extra on your shoulders in that department? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I think the other day I realised I was like the oldest one training at 27. <laughs> How old are you? I was, yeah, like, yeah. was going to say, you're <laughs> in a young. I was 27, I'm 27, so I'm like, what is happening here? But, I mean, yeah, I suppose having played women's football now for, for over 10 years, it's, you sort of gain all those experiences and I, I do enjoy that, um, I suppose, pressure, if you would call it that, at Birmingham. I, I quite enjoy that um, challenge and, yeah, it's, it, obviously the, the wealth of, uh, youth players coming through at Birmingham is incredible, really. I don't think I've ever been at a team where I've seen such high-level players. It's just, again, about getting them on the pitch and getting them yeah, minutes and l- letting them show everyone what they can do. How do you work with those younger players,
0: Lucy? I know that your coach, Mart- Marta Theodore, sort of credited the leadership and the maturity of the team after the result at the weekend. And we've been keeping an eye on Lily Simkin. It's someone that Mark Skinner mentioned last week, or Laura did. A 16-year-old defender. Very good in your win against uh, Bristol, I thought, especially for for a 16-year-old. Do you give them advice? Do you try and do team-building activities? Is there a kind of a magic ingredient in there in terms of helping these really young players Players into your side, especially those like Lily Simkin, who've got a lot of responsibility.
3: Do you know what is really funny? Like, they've sort of just come out of nowhere because we've had so many injuries. They've just got drafted in at the last minute mm. and they've kind of just took it in their stride. I've not really had to say too much to them. I just said to. Uh, lily that like obviously we we're all behind her and we're back because i think her first game was chelsea at home and i was like this poor girl's just got thrown in the deep (laughs) end but you know what fair play to it she's actually really like a really calm and composed player and you would not believe she's 16 given her height and the way that she plays yes It's, it's quite insane really
1: Given the injuries that you've had, Lucy, the fact that you're bedding in these very young players, are you just looking at this season as one to get through, one to survive, and then focus on next year?
3: I mean, I don't want to say that no, because I think that not there's still a lot she wants to play to for. the next game. So she's not going <laughs> yeah. <to say. laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't pull <laughs> <Can't, can't laughs> myself out the team. I, no? I don't know. It's it's a hard one because we've gone from a team last year that was really competing to a team this year that's it's completely changed. But I still am so competitive and I want us to do well. I want us to climb up the table and I know that we can. And the frustrating thing is, like say, the injuries that we've had, people like Keres Harrop, who's like huge, huge playing for us, it it, is been, it has been frustrating. Um, and even Sarah Malin, I thought she started the season unbelievably well and I'm just like a bit gutted for her really that it's ended up, she's sort of had to, yeah, take a couple of steps back with her injuries. But... I, I still think that we we'd love to like climb up the table and hopefully get a good cup run in the FA Cup and stuff. Mm.
2: Lucy, you've got uh, Manchester United Women next. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's going to be? For me, they've, they've been incredibly um, consistent, actually, and quite strong uh, centrally. How how are you going to face it? Who, who's your the key players that you're going to look out for?
3: Ooh. I mean, I think I think their biggest strength is like the team and how hard they work, and I think that Casey has got them really believing in themselves. They've sort of like carried on their momentum from last year, aren't they? Like they're almost a bit fearless, which I I mean is admirable. I think that they've got some great wide players. I think, is it Leah Galton? Yeah, we played played them in pre-season. So it was like, I guess, just a bit of a, A warm up for this game in that that sense and I thought she in my opinion was their best player on that day but obviously I know they've got Lauren James again who I think she's been flying in the league too so I think it'll be a tough game for us and having got to play them twice in a week it's going to be tricky but um, yeah I mean hopefully we can just take a lot of confidence out the last game and and go from there that, that is your last
0: game, of course, Lucy, before the Christmas break. So good luck uh, from us against Manchester United. Women, that uh, maple syrup's coming good. We've had a whole mm. conversation <laughs> with, with Keris Harrop <laughs> about, about the maple syrup and about you guys cooking with maple syrup. Um, Have oh, a lovely love Christmas. You. Yes, so a Thank syrupy, smooth much. win again, hopefully. And uh, thanks <laughs> oh, for speaking yeah. to the Offside roll. Thank you, Lucy Staniforth. Thank you. That's uh, Birmingham City Women's Lucy Staniforth there.
1: There was a game midweek last week involving Birmingham, too, who drew one all against Tottenham. So, on to our final two matches of the week that, first of all, saw Liverpool draw with West Ham. Yep, and
0: it was Liverpool's first goal from open play in the WSL this season. Both sides, though, shared the points at the Holton Stadium after the Hammers went ahead via an Adriana Leon tame strike before Neve Charles scored Liverpool's goal. It ended at one all
1: between Liverpool and West Ham. Raf, West Ham are fast becoming the team that I just cannot
2: predict. So inconsistent yeah um the players that they've they've recruited are, are very good so the inconsistency is just uh, it's quite frustrating it must be very really frustrating mm-hmm. to know what they are capable of and actually not always doing that. I think they're actually you know lucky to get away with, with the draw because I you know a little penalty didn't they so yeah th- these are the kind of games that West Ham should be winning.
1: There was also a uh, Courtney Sweetman Kirk
2: late on had yeah. an effort as well. Yeah, so. Yeah. so I don't, I don't know whether it's defensively or I don't know what what it is. But did they, you know, they go and win against Man United in the fashion they did, and then yeah. and then they kind of drop points in in places where they are almost expected to to so win.
0: So here's a bit of insight needed from you. Then what will Matt Beard be telling his team? Will he be telling them not to panic? Will he be shouting at them? Um, how will do you think he be handling this
2: yeah, situation? Yeah, you know he he. he does like the teams keep quite calm? You know, there's a long way to go. You know, there's a, short, there's a small amount of teams in, in the league, so a few wins, you know, can totally change the season. But I think he'd just be crying out for just the consistency mm. and maybe a bit of ownership from some of the players because there is a lot of experience, a lot of international experience as well mm. in the squad. So, you know, being able to, to predict make the game a bit more predictable for themselves and work on their patterns of play because I know know, last season we did that a lot. He'll have a game plan for every single team and, and know their weaknesses and Almost if the team aren't, you know, fulfilling the game plan, mm. then it's almost down to the players because the manager can only do so much. And I know that that Matt Beard always gives the you know the players everything that they need going into a game, so it's on their shoulders.
1: You spoke about West Ham potentially being lucky there to get a point, mm. but how much of a killer is it to drop two for Liverpool? Because that could have been oh yeah, you know, a, you know an,
2: an opportunity for them to take the free but much needed free points as well. Um, they're sitting bottom of the table, and that could have taken them you know above above Bristol and to f- To think that Liverpool are sitting at-, at the bottom of the table is actually quite criminal because the the, the way they've they've almost fallen from grace yeah, yeah we mm-hmm. think a few years back when they were winning the title um that <laughs> Is, is the investment not there from a club I don't know what it like I don't really to be honest I haven't friends. seen a great deal of yeah. Liverpool yeah. so I can't really no. you know go. but
1: you're right that fall I remember that season where one of three clubs could have won the yeah. trophy and I was presenting the WSL yeah. show on BT Sport at the time and they had the mm-hmm. trophy on a motorway because yeah. they didn't know where it was going to end up Liverpool, and Liverpool end, retained they? They? it yeah they
2: came from third yeah. I remember and then they on the goal was it goal difference Man City yeah. beat, beat Chelsea, us on the yeah. final day god that was a bad day that <laughs>
0: I think, I think Bass was talking about that last week when yeah. he lost it on goal difference. Um, it is a weekly rant of mine and I won't go into it again about how I think Liverpool women should
1: be better supported. But, Lindsay, let's move on instead to Spurs and Brighton. Yeah, that this is the final one from us. Uh, Spurs winning again after three matches without a win. They beat Brighton 1-0 thanks to a goal which was helped on by one of my favourites, Ashley Neville, as uh, producer Abby's written in the script. Uh, I think this is because I was a little scathing of her at Stamford Bridge, but she is improving very quickly, I have to say. Uh, went down in the end, though, as a Victoria Williams own goal. Gemma Davison, Raff made her first start since returning from an ankle injury. I know yeah. she's been frustrated on the sideline, wanting to get back in.
2: And I think that she's the sort of player that can really change a season yeah, for them. she's a game changer. She was doing so well before she got injured as well, so it was a bit of a kick in the teeth, especially after having not played as much as she wanted the season before at Reading and not really enjoying it as much. I know she's having, you know really enjoying it at Tottenham. Mm. Um, so it's good to see her back in. She's experienced. They need that kind of lift as well. Can,
1: can I grill you about her? Because yeah. I've had this frustration for some time. Mm-hmm. I, I think she's technically and skillfully one of the best players that I've seen up close. What is it that is preventing that extra
2: factor? Because I've, I've sometimes identified it as the tracking back. Yeah. Some people just, just have it in them. To have that is that like that it is the defensive the the mindset and when you're playing in the best teams in the world you need to have both. Gemma is superb at going forward Brilliant. and also when she wants to track back she's superb but she needs to be reminded to, which I think is probably that kind of split second. And yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people get quite frustrated with her. But she still has the ability, I think she's like 32, 33 now.
1: She's still a very good player.
0: To, oh, to very, change very games. So player. she'll be
2: a boost, almost feels like almost like a new signing because she hasn't, she hasn't she been in a for a while. She makes a very big
1: impact straight away. It makes you think that in the twilight yeah. of her career that's coming up, she would just be that perfect substitute no, yeah. to bring on to a match. Well, the
0: conditions at the Hive uh, in front of 571 people who attended uh, this game were tricky. I think the wind played a big factor, but Spurs, it's been over a month since they recorded a victory, so good one
2: for but them. Nothing worse than playing in wind. It's just the worst environment, because you can't judge the ball properly. No, of course you can't. Especially a no. defender. Mm. You the keep- fi- hit in the face a few times when you think you're going to be able yeah. to head it just because of the wind.
1: Is the instruction just straight away, try and keep the ball on the ground yeah. as much as possible? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> A few other lines from around women's football. The Women's Champions League has been revamped for the 2021 22 season. Uh, it's a little confusing, but there's essentially going to be a group stage for the very first time. And should England remain in the top six countries of UEFA, then the WSL will see three teams enter the Champions League. At the moment, we get two, the third of which needing to go through the second qualifying round to get to that group stage. So it's a little bit muddled, yeah. but as we can see, there is some promise there for Eng- England teams and um, players. In the WSL to get more experience in Europe. All we need now, Hoops, is some uh, TV rights. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's move, on. To, watch. Yeah, let's move on to WSL fixtures next week. Now, this is the final game week before that two-week winter break. So all out for this one. Uh, Raph, I'm going to ask you to pick out a tie that you're interested in from this one. We've got Everton women versus Arsenal. Birmingham uh, up against Manchester United. Liverpool, Chelsea. Uh, City, Manchester City versus Brighton. Reading take on
2: Tottenham. And Bristol City host... West Ham. Um, you know what I'm going to go Reading Tottenham because they are both in that kind of area aren't they where one week they're great the next week they're not so much so it'll be interesting to see at what time in the 90 minutes Farrah Williams scores because that's how predictable her ability to score has become <laughs> and yeah be, and I'm, I'm hoping that your, your mate Neville will put in a good shift I'm not going <laughs> to live this one down. She's going to hate me by the end of this podcast.
1: Um, they are behind you all the way, Ashley Neville. I'd like to pick out the early kickoff because it's the only one that kicks off at 12.30, Everton-Arsenal. Everton, who've been fairly consistent under Willie Kirk. I know they didn't have a good result last weekend. Um, Arsenal, this is going
2: to be a real test for them, but they are at home. Mm. Everton, like most of the teams in the league, actually, have the ability to kind of nullify the likes of Arsenal. Willie Kirk was fantastic, organised as a team. So as long as they're defensively tight and organised and try and make it as difficult for Arsenal as possible, I think that's probably the only way. And as we were saying about before, don't get drawn out by some of the movement, stay compact. But I, I, I see Arsenal kind of winning that.
0: There are two remaining games left to play though for WSL teams. One we've mentioned uh, in the league but also a cup game as well. It's the final uh, round of the Conti Cup fixtures. Um, Quite a lot going on here several teams involved. You've got the north teams of course and the southern teams as well. Uh, The one thing that I'll pick out from this one, groups A and C are interesting because of course it's all to play for now. Group A is an interesting one because you're likely to see two championship sides through from either Sheffield United, Durham or Aston Villa by my calculations anyway. Group C the other one to pick out and that's because there are a whole host of WSL teams in this one which makes it very competitive indeed. We're looking at either Manchester
1: United, Manchester City or Birmingham going through from Group C. Yeah, and cases mentioned about how the draw was split, so some having it a lot easier than others in the Conti Cup. Yeah,
2: people have got their opinions on the Conti Cup, haven't they? Um, I still. It think, sounds
1: like you might have an opinion. You know what? No, Cup. I think it's
2: great. I think it's great for the championship teams because you know it's a nice to see a benchmark of, of the, the you know how they need to improve. It's also a learning for the for the players. It's invaluable being able to go up against you know so to speak better teams yeah um, and where would they
1: get that experience
0: exactly. otherwise? you need
2: the exposure okay
1: well that's all for this
0: week lots going on as ever and you can keep up to date with everything Offside Rule and read the top 100 uh, female players in the world on our website and on the Guardian's website too we're at
1: offsiderulepodcast.com we also have an Instagram page and Twitter at Pod. and we've also had some feedback we like to get feedback don't we <laughs> we, love it. we love um, it it's, five it's, stars, it's great you can rate on, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and you can give it 5 stars and then we will read out like we are with this one MC Lil Haystack on Apple Podcasts <laughs> gave us this review essential listening for women's football fans a great mix of current and former players as guests as well as journalists yes the
0: reviews are important because they help other people find us Raf thank you so much
2: thank you are you getting a winter break too I wish I had 2 weeks off <laughs> no i think i might go away in the new year though yeah when I'm the prices fe- are a bit cheaper i <laughs> think february Mm, end of jam yeah my boss doesn't know that yet so okay
0: (laughs) fair enough well good luck with all the Christmas shopping it dawned on me
1: today that there's not very many days left until Christmas but anyone as well listening to our regular offside rule pod on a Thursday you should update them you now have your tree up
0: I now have my tree (laughs) up this is exciting news I did return the not so good looking tree because this is I am um, criminal Raph like what happens
2: to them trees though? exactly you've got to give it's an sad. ugly tree a life yeah, it right. went back Shouldn't to judge appearance. Shop like for someone
0: this. to purchase who liked the trees with short skirts uh, <laughs> on them um, but my trees are up which is very exciting Raph thank you so much for joining us thank congratulations you. again on the role at Lewis mm. great news for the women's game Lindsay thank you we're back next
3: week aren't we we are You've been listening to the Offside Rule WSL Edition, a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, please email sales at muddyneesmedia.com. And for more from the Offside Rule, head to our website, offsiderulepodcast.com.